with the New York Islanders struggling on the ice and dealing with injuries, what can we expect from Lou Lamorello between now and the NHL trade deadline? All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic, you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, send us an email to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. So let's start with the trade deadline. Uh, It is literally about five weeks away. And let's face a couple of facts right now. Among them that Lou Lamorello, you know, we can talk all we want about what Lou Lamorello should do to help this team, what he, uh, you know, if you believe, as I do, that right now a retool is in the best interest of this team, especially if they do not pick up their game between now and the trade deadline, Uh, You know, I I totally understand that. But let's be honest with each other. That's not what Lou Lamorello typically does. And since he got here, Lou Lamorello, Hall of Fame, general manager of the New York Islanders, has essentially been in win-now mode. And I believe that barring a really bad collapse on this team, 
over the next, well, there's 12, 13 games before the all uh, the trade deadline. Barring, you know, a 2-9 and, and uh, 2 or 2-9 and 3 run, he's, he's going to try to add something to this roster in order to try to make the playoffs. And I'm not saying that's what he should do or shouldn't do. I'm just saying that's what I think he's likely to do. And the other thing that you think about, we have now just passed this week, earlier this week, the one-year anniversary of the Bo Horvat trade. And what did Lou Lamorello do a year ago with the Horvat situation? Well, what he did was essentially strike first before anybody basically started making those major moves Lou Lamorello said I am going to grab Bo Horvat he is a player who is young enough and talented enough to make a part of the core of this franchise going forward if we can sign him and it was a gutsy move. It's a move that so far appears to have paid off for the Islanders. And I, I think it also worked out pretty darn well for the Vancouver Canucks as well, as you could see where they are in the standings. And it would not surprise me now, given that you have a new coach in Patrick Waugh who wants to introduce a different system and create a, a, you know, a team that plays the game a little differently than what they were doing under Lane Lambert and Barry Trotz. Uh, you know, Lou Lamorello is probably going to look at the roster and say, this is the style that Patrick Waugh wants to play. What can I do to help him succeed playing that style between now and the trade deadline? And look, just a couple of days ago, we saw Elias Lindholm get traded and Andre Kuzmenko, who, you know, was rumored to be headed possibly to the Islanders of the Blackhawks, he ends up going to Calgary and, you know, Vancouver gets Lindholm. That's the first big pre-trade deadline deal. And it would not surprise me at all if Lou Lamorello kind of joins that in a strike-first mentality. Now, will it be as big of a move as it was a year ago with Bo Horvat? Probably not. Why? Well, let's look at this. The Islanders don't have a lot of cap space right now. They have a little. They can make some moves, but, you know, again, not a lot right now that they can do as far as adding someone long-term without also subtracting. Now, they can certainly make some moves depending on the health of Adam Pellick, 
if this is indeed another concussion and it is fairly serious, you could place Pelic back on LTIR and uh, voila. You could also place Robert Bortuzzo on LTIR, although, you know, that doesn't take up as much space or save you as much space, but it's a move this team could make to help a little bit uh, with some temporary cap space. If you want to add someone for beyond this year, you're going to have to trade someone away. And that gets complicated by a lot of the contracts that Lou Lamorello has signed veterans to and by the fact that you've got 10 players on this team with either a no-trade clause or a modified no-trade clause. And if you're wondering, a modified no-trade clause is uh, the player can list in many cases, it's 16 teams or 10 teams, whatever it is. The player can list teams that they're not willing to be traded to. So the cap, the contracts, the no-trade clauses all make it challenging for Lou Lamorello to make a move that's big. But like I said, there are moves that can be made and I do get the feeling that we are going to see another early strike by Lou Lamorello before the trade deadline. I don't think it will be as big as Bo Horvat was. But I do think he will get some help for this team between now and early March when he's no longer able to make trades. What is he going to do? We're going to talk about that and a lot more coming up later on in this show. And uh, by the way, uh, we'll, we'll also be talking about the uh, Matthew Barzal, who he's playing with at the uh, All-Star Game as the draft was held on Thursday. And we will also be discussing our Islanders' birthday of the day forward who was with the team in the 2000s we'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on today's locked on islanders podcast today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. happy super bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, america's number one sports book if you're like me super bowl sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58 between San Francisco and Kansas City, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets your first bet of $5 or more wins. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. LockedOn has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. 
So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. So what do we expect from Lou Lamorello? This will be a big question. And to me, I think you have to look at where this team is at right now. And to play Patrick Waugh's system, you need players who are going to be responsible in their own end, who are going to be sound positionally on defense, who are not going to back up and allow the opposition to easily gain the zone without being contested. And let's face it, you also need players who are going to make that transition from defense to offense. And they have to improve the penalty kill, which remains, let's face it, right now, dead last in the National Hockey League, 32nd out of 32 teams with just a 72.4% kill rate. So you then that that's the big thing that Patrick Wall wanted to work on first. And it's quite understandable. What's missing though? If you look at the depth chart right now, what's missing are reliable defensemen who can play that style. Adam Pellick, we know, is going to most likely be missing a significant amount of time as a result of that upper body injury, which we all suspect to be a concussion. You've got Noah Dobson. You've got Scott Mayfield, although he has struggled a lot and may have some struggles with the Patrick Waugh system. You've got a steady player in Alexander Romanov. You've got Mike Riley, who it seems like Patrick Waugh isn't too sure of. He sat him out for two of the four games. You got Sebastian Ajo and Samuel Bolduc. Already we know you have one left shot defenseman playing on the right side. That is uh, a given. But to me, the thing you need more than anything right now, especially with Ryan Pollock out of the lineup, with Adam Pellick out of the lineup, with Riley being more of an offensive-minded guy than a defensive guy, Samuel Bolduc struggling at times, looking good at times, less good. Sebastian Ajo limited by his size in the defensive zone. To me, adding a right shot defenseman would make the most sense right now for the New York Islanders. And again, not necessarily the easiest thing to acquire may or may not work out, but you get the feeling that if Lou Lamorello is going to make one move before we get close to the deadline to get Patrick Waugh immediate help, getting him help on the blue line makes the most sense, especially with Adam Pellick likely going to miss substantial time Ryan Pollock still on LTIR, hoping to come back later in the season, but 
not before the trade deadline, most likely, hasn't even begun skating yet. You know, the more you talk about it, the more it just seems likely that that's where we need to go. And it's got to be a guy who can move the puck, who is mobile, who can do things the right way in his own zone. It doesn't have to be a big name. It doesn't have to be a, a huge splash. It doesn't have to be someone who is necessarily going to be part of this organization long term. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. You can grab a rental. You could grab a middle pair or even bottom pair defenseman if they're the right type of player because you're trying to stabilize things right now and get this team to play the right way. Now, bonus points, if you can get someone who either in juniors or maybe with the Avalanche back in the day uh, is familiar with Patrick Waugh's system, that might very well be helpful to the overall equation. But the more important facet in my mind is cut down on the turnovers, get better positionally in your own zone, and know that you have to clear the puck at the right time so you're not spending 40 seconds, a minute, two minutes in your own zone struggling just to get the puck out only to turn it over, have it dumped back in, and it's lather, rinse, repeat. Islander fans, we have all seen that far too often this season. And that's with, at times, Ryan Polak and Adam Pellick healthy. With, you know, uh, Robert Bortuzzo healthy and Mike Riley healthy. And, you know, it, it, it really, I think, right now, statistically, is the biggest issue this team has. We know we've got two solid goalies in Sorokin and Varlamov. We know we've got a great puck-moving defenseman in Noah Dobson, but Dobber, you know, we could if we can get another puck-moving defenseman, that would be huge because other than Dobson, I mean, Romanov has shown some flashes, but and he's also, you know, the the he's also paired with Dobson, not the ideal match overall you know to say he's your second puck moving defenseman and again i think aho still always going to be limited he gives you good effort he gives you all he's got but his size limits what he can do in his own zone so to me that's where lou will likely try to go first are there other needs on this team yes for the long term, this team needs another goal scorer. Let's not kid ourselves about that. And as everydayers know, we've been saying for a long time now, this team needs to get younger, faster, and more skilled. But that may have to wait for the offseason. We'll see what Lula Lamorello does. But to me, adding at least one defenseman and quite possibly doing it sooner rather than close to the trade deadline. That may very well be what we can expect from Lou Lamorello.
All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. Matthew Barzal drafted. We know who he's playing with in the All-Star game. We're going to talk about that. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day, all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So Thursday, they did it. They had the uh, draft for the All-Star game. You know, this isn't division versus division or, you you know, North America versus the world. This is four captains. Go, you know, draft all the players and we'll see. Well, basically, Matthew Barzal drafted by Team Matthews. So it's uh, Austin Matthews and a whole lot of Toronto Maple Leafs. Austin Matthews, Morgan Riley. William Nylander, Mitch Marner, all of them uh, on the same team. And then you've got Igor Shesterkin and Jake Ottinger as the goalies, Clayton Keller, Philip Forsberg, Alex Dabrinkit, and Vincent Trocek. So you got a couple of, uh, you know, Rangers. You got a whole lot of Maple Leafs. Uh, and you got a whole lot of talented players there. So that is uh, where they drafted Matthew Barzal. Barzi also, as we mentioned, going to be one of the 12 players taking part in the skills competition over the weekend. And remember, in 2020, Matt Barzal was the fastest skater on uh, in the league or at least at the skills competition. So we got to keep an eye on that, and uh, that should be exciting. But hard to believe that the All-Star weekend is here. And best of all, Monday, the New York Islanders will be back on the ice. And guess what? Monday, the New York Islanders will be playing against a lot of the guys that will be teammates with Matthew Barzal at the All-Star Game this weekend on Team Matthews. And, you know, to me, I don't take the All-Star Game that seriously. Will I watch parts of it, the the round robin and, the, uh, you know, all of the events, the skills competition? Yeah, I, I'm going to watch, but I am not sitting on the edge of my seat really rooting hard. I want to see Matthew Barzal do well. I want to see him do well in the skills competition. I want to see his team do well. I want to see him score. But, you know, I the All-Star game used to mean a little bit more back in the day. Now, no contact, really. Uh, it, it is more or less a three-on-three game of, of shinny. But, good news. Matthew Barzal is one of the more dangerous players at 
that particular, you know, you, you give Barzi three on three and a lot of room to, to maneuver, he's going to be extremely, extremely dangerous. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think Barzi will rise to the occasion. I hope that with all those Maple Leafs on the team, that whoever he's paired with three on three will at least pass him the puck because they're going to know their own teammates a little bit better. But I, I get the feeling Barzi's going to have a great uh, all-star weekend, both in the skills competition and in the games that will be played. And hopefully he is an impact player for Team Matthews. And uh, the other good thing, Team Matthews, uh, basically, under the circumstances, going to have a lot of people cheering for them because, you know, the game's in Toronto. And, oh, yeah, by the way, no John Tavares on Team Matthews. So that that certainly makes it a little easier. Although, hey, Barzi and, and JT were teammates in Matthew Barzal's rookie season. So I don't think they, you know, he would mind all that much. In fact, Barzi and, and, and John Tavares would probably have some laughs about the way uh, the reactions that we get from Islander fans every time John Tavares comes to the island. Won't happen again this year. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today is the 47th birthday of former Islanders winger Mark Parrish. Parrish originally drafted by the Avalanche in the third round back in 1996, but made his NHL debut with the Florida Panthers in 98-99, came to the Islanders in 2000-2001, had his best season with the Isles in 2001-2002, 30 goals, 60 points, and, uh, you know, over the stayed with the Isles through the 05-06 season, and then he was sent to uh, L.A., played for the Kings, the Wild, the Stars, the Lightning, and the Sabres before ending his career in the minors with the Binghamton Senators in 2011-2012. Played in 722 NHL games, 216 goals, 387 points, 246 penalty minutes, add 27 playoff games, 5 goals, 9 points, and 10 penalty minutes. One of Mark Parrish's better games as an Islander, October 11, 2001, at the Continental Airlines Arena, Islanders and Devils, Garth Snow, the goalie for the Islanders, Martin Brodeur, the future Hall of Famer, in goal for the Devils, but that didn't stop Mark Parrish. He scored midway through the second period, assists to Oleg Kavasha and Roman Hammerlick. He scored... Midway through the third, assist to Sean Bates and Brad Isbister, and then an empty net goal with less than two seconds left on the clock. Kenny Janssen, the assist on that one. First hat trick as an Islander for Mark Parrish. And the Islanders go on to beat the Devils by a final score of 6-4. to four. Parrish, three goals on five shots. He played almost 15 minutes of ice time. And yes, he did pot the game winner for the Islanders in this contest. So that is definitely a benefit. So a very happy 
47th birthday to former Islanders forward Mark Parrish. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is Monday. We will be back. And uh, guess what? We will actually have a game to preview. It's Monday night. It's Islanders and Maple Leafs in Toronto. So uh, we will be ready for the return of the New York Islanders to the ice. We'll also have all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.